Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, good afternoon, happy Friday, yay, it's the Lori and Julia Show, my talk 1071, everything entertainment, thank you for joining us, and those two over there are just tapping their feet to the Broadway beat, because why? We just saw an amazing show last night at the Ordway, the 40, 42nd Street, incredible, First, and it was so, that's one of the best things I've seen in a long time. I agree, a hundred, a hundred percent. I've never, in my recollection, have seen 42nd Street. The movie, anything. Movie, Nothing. any of it's, uh, I did, we do know a couple of the songs, Lullaby on Broadway, Broadway and, and 42nd Street. 42nd, no, the, the money one. The money one. Where they're dancing on the money. Yeah. I can't think of the song. I can't either, but I mean, <laughs> I had no idea that that, that this Broadway show was tap dancing galore with an easy story to follow and amazing music and a big cast and so much tap dancing. Well, I knew it was tap, tap, tap because my mom said that. Tap, tap, tap. tap, tap she tap, wanted tap. to go. She knew that it was She knew all... it was tap, tap, tap. But... And Tamara Tooney, who was in yesterday, who looks like Diane Carroll on stage playing the fading uh, movie star who's going to sell tickets to this new, play, this new, new show. New musical. She looked like Diane Carroll, she? totally didn't she? did, Lori. She reminded me of, what's her name, Devereaux from uh, Dynasty. Remember when Diane yes. Carroll? Yes. Anyway, she said, you're going to be blown away at the choreography in this new... Yep. Because it's a new production. It that is the a new, fresh, in. funky, and flashy. Oh, my gosh. It was just, it was like Christmas morning. I was so happy, and you know, before any show, Donnie, I always look at Lori and I and my mom, and I'm like, you know, we have an out plan. If we don't like it, we can leave at halftime. You know, mm-hmm. I just always make sure there's an exit strategy to wherever I go. Yes, this and is so, true. I can vouch for that. It, oh, it, yes, we've all seen it. You've that. all seen it. <laughs> uh, but I'm like, we're not going anywhere. This. It was just so, like you said, it was Christmas morning. There was so much happiness. It was spectacular. And at the end, the close of the first, you know, half or whatever you call it. um, The act. act, Thank you. Goes out. I mean, it's a real highlight. Gold. It's just a golden number. And it's amazing. And people were just going crazy. And we're like... No way are we leaving. We got to find out what happens. And it's, there were kids sure. there. Really I mean, a lot of dancers. Um, we we saw, met a lot of people, and I'm supposed to say hi to them all, and you know who you are. And Michael Patrick Farrell was right? there, you know, from our project Down and Dirty and Alive and Kicking. And if you are a dance fan, I mean, it was just, I, I just was really blown away, and I hope 
this gets picked up and moved to Broadway. And the voices, the singing. I mean, Amicia it was... Bennett. She was great. He, Michael Rambo, has a small part in it. Tyler and, Michael King is a local kid. Uh, Boy, he was so good. The Phil, ta- yeah, the tap dancing is really... Kimberly my, Emanuel, who we thought from where we were sitting looked like Constant Wu. She was she that did. fresh on stage, and she was delightful. Oh, she was so good. I, I told my mom, because uh, she... She's like, I want to hear about 42nd Street, you know, oh. and I didn't really, hadn't really talked to her. And she said, well, you know, I, I took dance. She said, all of us girls in the 50s took dance classes. And she said, probably girls in the 40s took dance classes. Mm-hmm. Tap, ballroom. She said, not ballet. She said, but I love tap dancing. My mom took it as an adult. Yeah. Oh, that's Shuffle fun. ball change, shuffle ball change. Oh, she had oh tap my pants. Gosh. My mom, oh. It it just was really just. I recommend it to anybody. It Same. was so 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 good, and um, there were people from Broadway in town um, looking at it, and I'm, I just to, to bring to say, it to Broadway. To bring it to Broadway because yeah. it's just been reimagined and it's so fresh. And the artistic director did such a great job, and, and, and the choreographer. Oh I mean. Gosh. Wow. It was wonderful. And it's at the Airway only through August 11th, people. Yeah. So go see it. It is a must-see. I agree. And that theater's gorgeous. It really and truly it was. It was so fun. This was a reversal of the norm. It wasn't uh, something, you know, usually musical movie. This started as a movie and then became a stage play. Oh, really? I, did not I didn't know, know that. that either. Yes, I've seen the movies from 1933, so it's pretty cheesy. Oh, wow. Well, I, that's what my mom said. She said the tap dancing was such a big part of, like, movies in her oh, day. Yeah. yeah, especially this was Busby Berkeley choreographed it, and he did all lots of movies back in that right. time period, yeah. Oh, my remember, gosh. Remember those 80s movies? I think that's entertainment. Where they would com- yeah, yeah. combine like the follies, the synchronized swimming, the tap dancing, all the. Well, we saw a little in Fosse Verd. Yeah. You know. But this. His love of tap. It was. It was just really. Go okay. see 42nd Street. What would you say like for uh, like little kid, like six and up? Like, oh, I don't like even first know. first grade. I mean, as far yeah. as attention. I well, don't know I don't know. A, I don't think a four-year-old could uh, manage the sustenance. But like if you had a six-year-old. Seven year old. Yeah, there's no adult content. It would just be keeping your kid awake. And are are they worth the ticket price? Right, right. You know, if they're too young. Yeah. I think that'd be it. Yeah. It's so good. So, anyway, that was a real, real treat. Downtown was hopping last night in St. Paul because an ELO was sold out over at the Excel. And uh, John Bream said uh, the British rocker, after a long absence, his Jeff Lynn's ELO delivers magic. And you know he was in the traveling wheelbarrows. To to yes, he was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Remember the Tom, super group? Yep, yep, Tom yep. Petty, Bob Dylan, Roy Orbison. That's right. George Harrison. Oh, I oh, love cool. that first album, that traveling wheelbarrow. Yep. Anyway, um, the crowd loved it. People were going crazy. But the one thing, as much of a treat as it was to finally revisit Yellow Live, I can't get it out of my head that Jeff Lynne didn't do Strange Magic. Strange magic. It's, he worked in a ELO title there because "Can't Get It Out of My Head" is one of their songs. songs. So, very he's clever, so, John. He's, he's so, clever. so good. <laughs> but see, just like with James the night before with Lay, you want to hear the, you want to hear the hits. Okay, can I tell right, you something? Right. But anyway, I guess people really had fun. It it was hopping last night downtown, and there's a lot of construction. So just look. Look at some things and figure out what's going on. <laughs> I got caught in a long bad stuff. Okay, so I have to tell you, Lori, we've been talking about it, and you said um, our friend at the hair salon watched Homecoming. 
the Netflix movie that Beyonce produced regarding her 2018 Coachella. Coachella. Yeah. Okay. And my friend is just I watched appalled it. that we have... Okay, you watched it. Oh my it. gosh, I started it. I, I got 55 minutes in this morning because I was just laying there and I just wanted to be entertained. And I thought, all right, everyone's been talking about this. Tom says so good. It is... It's amazing what she did. And it's really her... She Her vision. Her vision. She produced it. She did everything. And the perfectionism. And she started out at 218 pounds because she had just had her twins. <sighs> And she had skipped Coachella the year before because she found out she was pregnant with the twins. And so before they even got all that she wanted it to be about black culture, about Uh blackness, about marching bands, about she had a lot of um, um, quotes from famous black women and um, dancers from all different walks of life. You know, you had the hip hop dancers, you had the moving dancers, you had the band, you know, formation dancers. Right, right. And for four months at TCU in Houston, they practiced in a gym for four months, all these people together. Wow. And then you see her kids so in it. it's that good. It's that good. And I had on closed captioning mm-hmm. so I could understand the words to her songs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, I never listened to Homecoming, the album, you know, or anything. It just her attention to detail and the commitment. And Rita, yeah, she got that, that, that got nominated for like four Emmys in that and, documentary. And I think um, Rotten Tomatoes reported 98% approval rating um, by a million people, you know, the top yeah, yeah, critics. Yeah. It's really that good. I mean, she swears in all of her songs. I didn't realize how much she swears. Yeah. But who cares? I mean, bitch, bitch, bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's everywhere. I never know what people are singing. And I I don't either, Lori. But that's why it was interesting with the closed captioning. But just the... What she went through and everything. It's, I can't wait to watch it. It's really, I do love. It's just sit all back. All of us, I think, like our music documentaries oh, about I, anything. Yeah, sure, yeah, and it's just the formations and and being at the concert that close to was yeah, really cool. I bet because we didn't, you we know, did not we have, go to Coachella and no. see this concert. And when we saw her at TCF Bank, we were in obstructed view. So seeing it from the front, having mm-hmm. the best seat in the house. Yeah, this movie was everything. All right, good. I'm gonna watch. Yeah, it's it. really good. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. All it's right. Good. Listen, we come back. It's our story we can't get enough of. We're dedicating that to John Bream and all the other ELO fans that yes. wanted to hear that last Yes. Set. There you go. <laughs> I think I was thinking of Strangers by um, David Bowie. Maybe. Probably the wrong song there. Yeah, I think so. Probably. Hey, everybody. We, later in the show today, we've got the big swag bag giveaway from the Galleria. Um, big, big seller this weekend. 80% off almost all stores. So this is the this greatest is the weekend. Time. Well, this is the greatest time to buy summer stuff. Yeah. At huge discounts. At big discounts, yeah. yeah. So yeah. do that. Good but it, in the bag, I mean, people are happy about this swag. A Coach wallet, David German bracelets. Good are you whispering? Pumps. There's just good stuff. Yeah, there is. I know, but I like her. She's talking about I'm just talking about it oh, out of the oh, side oh, of my mouth. Oh, feels, happy so. Friday, people. Happy <laughs> Friday. Super top <laughs> secret. Okay, so um, a former, uh, a guy who's no longer in the business, but he was a Hollywood publicist, and we would know this from our little deep throat publicist. He could tell yes. us all kinds of stories. Yes. But he was on a show down under, and uh, he was asked about um, uh, specifically... 
you know, fake romances and are they really put together? And if they are, why are they put together? And he said, do we still do this? Do do you still do this? Because it used to be done to keep somebody's sexuality. uh, Yeah. Like Like Rock Hudson. Right. You you get a romance with your secretary going or whatever. And so he's like, yeah, you know, it, the fake romances complete with a love contract still happen and it's either to sell a movie promote an album or distract from bad publicity Publicity. that might be happening exactly and um so like uh or if something flopped Mm -hmm. like if there's a like the movie stinks right so you want to make a new conversation so you'd add a romance right and that's distracting or if there's a a concert, you know, like you've got a world tour. Like that's why a lot of people thought the Tom Hiddleston, Taylor Swift thing was such a fake, fake romance. romance because both of them, she was trying to distract from Calvin Harris breakup and he was spilling quite a bit of tea. And he broke up with her. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then he had... uh the, the night manager, the night manager show, and he was doing some new shows and wanted right. publicity for it. So when they put those two together in, in 2017, we're just like, they just look so awkward. Yeah, and, and then this guy, his name is uh, Jack Katsoyan. He said the main clue you see is usually it's a high-profile male who will start dating a woman who's not high-profile or she's high-profile like... She might be in TV and he's in movie. I'll give you Henry Cavill and Kaylee Cuoco. Remember when yes. those two yes, had yes. their brief. fake romance yep. yeah. uh, for yeah, about fake, three fake, months? Fake, fake. It, yeah, it was just <laughs> completely, completely fake. And it was because he was going to be Superman. Yeah. And no one knew who he was because he was just in the Tudors as no, sort no. of a side character. Right. And we're like, how are we going to get people to know the name Henry Cavill. So he said, usually it's the women who take the deal in order to become a star where they'll sign a year contract and agree to be photographed. Right. Agree. Um, what like, else did he say? Well, like Steve-O, you know, Jackass's Steve-O once admitted that he was set up in a showman's with Nicole Richie back in 2006. And the reason why Nicole Richie wanted something else to distract because she wanted publicity for something other than being too skinny. And that was a real wow. conversation around yeah, her. It was all, does the girl eat? Is she anorexic? What's yeah. going on? So her agent found Steve-O to pair her up with. So he yeah. agreed to do it. And it was a big publicity stunt. And he came out later on Howard Stern yeah. saying she'd come pick me up because he didn't drive, which just shocks me. And I think she called the paparazzi up so they'd get well, a photo. The, yeah, just they, anything to distract. Right. Um, well, this episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Like, here's kind of an interesting one. So Jennifer Aniston, you know, people always said that that Vince Vaughn romance was a, was a fake romance mm-hmm. in that... To change the conversation from about, Brad and Angelina and how she was dumped. That she was dumped, dumped, oh, dumped. And they um, did that movie together. And that was the breakup. So and yep. that was a convenient way yep. to spin that story and just in time to promote the movie. And then curiously, it took forever for them to confirm um, that they were together. They were hardly ever photographed together, despite their being two of the biggest stars in the right. world. And long after the relationship ended vince von told playboy i never enjoyed the paparazzi uh, side of it and um he said so you like someone and you're spending time with them and that was all fine and he was talking about jennifer aniston right. like uh, who wants to be talked about like oh that was just fine you know so i don't right. know i kind of feel like their relationship lasted as long as you know for a year or as Hollywood calls it, uh, until the rental and DVD sales start to dip. <laughs> right. And at the time, there were reports that the pair was planning a secret wedding, but yeah. both of them said and it wasn't true. And that was all true. just planted stories mm-hmm. to kind of keep They had busy that- schedules then and that kept them apart, but it was something to give to make people not feel so bad for her. Right. And so Jennifer Aniston does not want to have a fake romance story. After all, she did pretend to get married to Justin Thoreau <laughs> and have this whole story sold that she cried. You know, she acted like they got married. They never married, you know. So, I mean, they, he agreed to this whole story because he got something out of it. Mm-hmm. He became a known name. Now Jennifer Aniston, she doesn't want to play this game. So it's interesting that Us Weekly story this week is that she and Sandra Bullock are really good friends. I saw that. And um, so. I mean, the story, it makes it sound like they're secretly dating. But I think it's like, <laughs> we got to get a story. What's Jen up to? She said, listen, you guys, I don't want to have to do some kind of a fake mystery date what about really let's talk about my uh, a female friendship and sandra bullock and i Hmm. so this is is great this is the story she didn't want to go along with the poor jen and oh yeah she's got a new man so i kind of appreciate um that uh, now that she's entered the bleep at 50s she's taking storyline control Mm -hmm. back and saying, let's spin a female friendship. Absolutely. Because her female friendship that she spun with... Uh, Courtney Cox. No, Chelsea Handler. Oh, yeah, that one mm-hmm. Crashed and burned yep. on her. And she had to come up with a distracting story, I'm sure, to get uh, used to that. So that's why, yeah, a lot of these, when you see like some very random story. Yeah. Also, Sandra Bullock and Jennifer Aniston's people, these two both have made... Some money for Netflix. Yeah. So then they were able to work in a story about, um, um, you know, like all, some of the good things that they're doing. I mean, it's there's a lot of people who are being getting good 
waves yep. of PR with yeah, this I get story. It. I get it. So anyway, mm. it's kind of a refreshing change from uh, having the fake romance. But Courtney Stodden and that Doug Hutchinson. Oh, oh for gosh. crying out loud. I mean, that was a good, yeah. just the age difference in, yeah. alone right. was a big clue on that right. one. And then part of the list, Annie, because you did some research on this, was Renee Zellweger and Kenny Chesney. Yeah. I don't feel like that was fake. I feel like, do you, Lori? Why know. would she do that? I don't understand why she would do that. Well, we she, would have to do a deep dive. We could do this for a vintage scandal and right. figure out what was going on in their careers at the well, time. He was selling out arenas. And yeah, but, she wasn't doing much because I think it was after. But they're um, either distracting or they were promoting something. You, but she and then divorced re- because of fraud. Well, yeah, but that's, that's, you have to have a reason. You have to have a reason yeah. in California. Yeah. Right. It's not a no fault state. Remember when Drake and J Lo? Yes. yes, that was so obviously fake that those two were dating. Remember when they did that? J Lo was with a ton of people for a while, bunch but, of different people. But this was like early 2017, and they kept posting this, and it was like uh, Drake had. Um, uh, I don't know why he doesn't have any problem selling any records. No, I know at all. That guy, anyway, but I, I, I mean, yes, Renee and Kenny Chesney probably raised the most eyebrows because they eloped in 2005 yeah. and then broke up four months later. Right. Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Esposito, right. same thing, four months. So, um, well, and then we just saw that couple that um, got engaged and got divorced already. Our gal from Friday Andrew Night and Lights, but I don't think yeah. that's fake. I don't. You know, and I'm looking into, we'll, we'll do a vintage scandal on this Renee Zellweger and Kenny Chesney. Chesney. We'll find out what was going on that they had to have I this distracting marriage. I think they liked out. each other. Remember when you do it, after you do it, you're like, oh, baby, you got me changing 24-7. I want you here. I hope you feel the same thing. Thanks for hanging out with us, TGIF, right? Yes. Yay. Totally TGIF. Oh, my gosh. I heard it's just downpour this morning, and I'm like, oh, no. I was, so, I was so glad that it did because then, then I didn't... Um, I didn't have to work out. I didn't, No, I was going to say I didn't <laughs> that, have to water. That was, that was mine. I didn't have to water the baskets. She's like, oh. Why not? You know. That is a break when you have a lot of watering. That's, when it comes in the morning, it's like, yay. Spring I, shower. I did something. I had an 8 a.m. physical therapy this morning. I was like, what the hell was I thinking? That's very early after a play and a night out. No bueno. Look at, this is funny. I mean, think about it, Donnie. We're only, what, 10 days past your birthday? Yeah. And how you'd go out four nights a week for the entire month. Yeah. And then at the end, your voice would be shot. Yeah, yeah. And, but look at how maybe in the past 17 plus years, we've, we can only handle it two nights a week. Well, I'm going to say, Julia, that uh, the old shoulder really kept me down. I know. I mean, it just kind of did. I didn't plan. I didn't have as many things. But I did, you know, the Basilica Block Party. Yeah. Anyway, my PT guy is very impressed with that. I don't let this thing keep me from doing... I mean, I've been having fun for a week Straight. For two weeks solid, right. basically. That's very nice. My sister called me this morning and she said, what are you doing? I said, I don't know. I'm just tired. And she goes, you've been tired for a while. Do you think you're anemic? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't, 
No, well, this tested. Huh? I know it, and the side of blue. And I said I just ate steak a couple days in a row, and I'm like, I no. I told my guy. I said, listen. He goes, you went up like he, whatever the points were, and I said, well, I've been boating, I've been walking, I've been going to concerts, I went to a show, I've gone on a couple of airplane rides, all in since the last yeah. week that I saw him. Dancing, my hands were tambourines at a little impromptu concert in Montana. I'm, you know, you know, I'm impressed with my air drumming and my tambourine hands. She's something. She's anyway. All this stuff is like making your arm. I'm using my arm and I'm forgetting about it. That's perfect. Whereas in June, I couldn't stop thinking about the damn thing. Right. So anyway, that's like, like I feel like that's a birthday present in and of itself. There you go. Because I physically have never been, you know, knocked to my knees no, before. No, I know. Yeah. Okay, so uh, did you watch this trailer? The for Fanatic? John Travolta's new movie called The Fanatic. He looks terrible. <gasps> well, he's supposed to. The character's yeah, supposed to look. We'd actually seen these photos before, is, a while, is, several months ago. With this wiglet? Yes. Yeah, I remember seeing he's these He's supposed photos. to look terrible. He is. And, it, and mission accomplished. Yeah. So, <laughs> so tell us about the movie. Well, basically, <laughs> okay. he's a stalker. Yeah. In this movie, The yes. Fanatic. And uh, he plays an obsessive fan of this actor. Right. And who will stop at nothing to get his autograph, which I- should be selfie, too. But people still... Like the autographs. I mean, I saw Leo and Brad at the Once Upon a yeah. Time in Hollywood, and people bring posters. And they posters. want the oh, yes. autographs. Yeah. So I'm glad these, to hear that instead of a picture. Well, you won't. You don't have time because they're on one side and the right. other, so they bring things. But okay, so this guy, he's, he's John Travolta, stalks the actors every move, right. finds his house, and after his idol warns him off, he takes matters into his own hands and so moose which is the john travolta character does what anybody does and you know really you know goes in the guy's house and ties up it's always you know reminds me of king of comedy does he does that happen in that did you ever see king of comedy no robert de niro's character kidnaps jerry lewis oh i was thinking this reminded (laughs) me of kathy bates thing with james misery misery yeah Yeah, because she's an obsessed fan she is an obsessed fan yes yes I mean, scary. It looks yeah, horrible a, to me. What I, band is Fred Durston again? What band was Fred Durston? Um, um, oh, the Counting Crows. No, no, that's Adam no. Duritz. It begins oh, with the B. So close. Yeah, because he directed this. Oh, he did. Oh, he He's, did, he yes. was in the. Didn't he Limp Biscuit? Yes, oh, yes. Julia. Yeah. Look at that. I got that. Limp Biscuit. Well done. I was like, Blink 182. No, I got it. Right, yes. I'm impressed with that. <laughs> he directed this. Yeah, is this he did. A, directorial debut? I, I don't think so. I think he directed it in some other horror movie. Wow. Why? I'm impressed. I think he directed the remake of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, perhaps. all right. Well, I mean, John Travolta looks like, he looks like dumb and dumber hair. Yes. It's not the best wiglet we've but ever But he's supposed seen to be an obsessed fan and it looks mm. kind of scary. Yeah, no. I, I, I won't watch it. No, I, mm. I looked at it and I'm like, I'm creeped out, okay. August I'm creeped 30th. out. I'm it, creeped it out. It works. And talk about somebody, see, this is where John Travolta's had stability because he's been married to Kelly Preston for so long. He hasn't had to put out um, fake romance stories. His lawyer just pays off people. Well, he had all the, he had a troubled 15 years or so but with I mean, massages, with massage right, places so in hotels. I guess then they would post, I, I guess they would do some other story. But, I mean, he's managed that whole PR thing pretty well. But, I would say. Yeah.
So. Little Scientology PR machine helping them out, I think. You know Probably. who has on your glasses because you've got on the aviator glasses yeah. today? Um, Joy Behar. Yeah. She got a new pair of glasses today. Yeah. She said after her cataract surgery or whatever surgery it was, because yeah. I saw her a couple days without her glasses, she said, I, I like wearing glasses better. Do you think she had, uh, she for real had cataract? When do you start getting cataracts? Boy, they I just, happen to people at all different. You usually have more seasoned eyes, let's say. Okay, okay. Well so said. it's not. Well, well don't said. you think it doesn't <laughs> happen to a 12 year old? Because your, your sister's little, um, you know, her that cute little dog of hers. Oh, Scotty is Scotty. older than than the world. I know, but Scotty's got real cloudy eyes. Well, he's he's been blind for years. Yeah. My sister has this little um, Shih Tzu. Shih Tzu. So cute. But he's just, he really can't yeah. do much anymore. Yeah. I, I'm terrified. I don't know why of uh, eye, eyeball surgery. That just Well, I had the LASIK yeah. when I was in my 30s and the smell alone. Mm-hmm. Like a burning because you can eyeball? smell the them doing oh, the burning oh, and the laser work. Oh, I see. Oh, but it was a miracle when it was done. I'm like, yeah. this is a miracle. Yeah, until it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. And then I'm not a candidate to have it done again because I've got a stigma. Yeah. So when you do that surgery, I don't know if it's the same. It the the curvature of your eye is is messed with. Right. So long term. You're going to end up having to get readers. Maybe, or maybe not. Yeah, sometimes now people are just doing the mono, where they just do one. Yeah. it's. Yeah. I'm, I'm staying away from it. I know. At, yeah. I'm not blind enough. It was a enough. miracle. I'm not I blind remember. enough. Like, Casey could not. He couldn't wait to get it done because he was a firefighter. He didn't like sleeping in his contacts. They weren't as good I know he shouldn't do that. back then and whatever. And then he was just like, it was a miracle for him because he could open his eyes and see. Yeah. And it was unbeknownst to either of us. We had the surgery done on the same exact day. same day. <laughs> and we didn't even talk to each other about it or know about mm-hmm. it. That was weird. Mm-hmm. It was very weird. All right. Another trailer Donnie posted. Uh, if Maybe you read the book, the Donna Tart book, uh, t- 2013, The Goldfinch. No, but I every my mother read it. I know, and it was thick and long, and never, never read it. But there's it a, won. It didn't win a big prize. I think it might have won the. Pulitzer I think it won the Pulitzer for a novel. Maybe. But anyway, yeah. it's a movie, and Ansel Elgort is playing the uh, the boy Theo, who's um, taken in by a wealthy New York City family after his mother is killed in a bombing at the Metropolitan Museum of Art, and his mother is played by Nicole Kidman. She's in everything. No, she's not his mother. Oh, she's not the she, mom? She's the wealthy New York City family oh, that, that takes, takes him, him in, in after his mother's killed at a terrorist attack. Maybe Sarah Paulson is his mother yes. or something. And then, so it's, his life is everything before and everything after. after. And then he's struggling with a lot of things. But Luke Wilson, who we haven't seen in a movie... For a long time is in this. Toronto Film Festival is where this movie is having its debut. But I just say, Nicole Kidman is in everything. She's the Meryl Streep of the next 50-year-old. She's the next generation. She is. Well, she's the the generation that's younger (laughs) than Meryl. She can play anything. She can play anything. She can do any accent. She's transformative. I watched her in this movie, The Destroyer. Yeah, I, wanna, I, I saw that. I did you like it? I recommended it? it to you at the time. I, I saw it. Well, I, I watched it, it on the plane. Oh, okay. And I cannot believe Played how ugly. homely yes. she was. Yeah. It was hard to believe that she, someone could get that mm-hmm. beaten down looking, I right. guess. There's no other way life had dealt her 
She works a lot. Yeah, but anyway, that movie was wild, Donnie. The way the it way was. it opened. Yeah, and it was forgotten about. Yeah, but the listen thing, to listen I, to what she's working on. Yeah, tell me. Okay, remember she bought the rights to Leanne Moriarty's um, Nine Perfect Strangers. Yes. So she's got that. It's a TV series. It's in pre-production. Okay. The expatriates, or whatever you say that, Lori, expat. Pats. Expats. Yep, that's something in pre-production. The Prom with Angie Dickinson. Oh, my. Pre-production. The Undoing, which is a TV series that um, it's a successful therapist in New York, begins to unravel on the eve of publishing her first book. That's a David E. Kelly. So Um, they're working together. They mm -hmm. must hit it off after their big little eyes. Wow. Hugh Grant's in that one. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Really? Mm-hmm. The Undoing. She's busy. Mm-hmm. Whereas Sandra Bullock, since the bird thing. Bird box? Nothing. She doesn't have anything she's working on. She's got well. She's got the little kids. Yeah, I bet her boy is probably eight, and her girl Lily is probably four. But Sandra, we like you in movies. I think she just is being a mom. All right, fine. And anyway, this hanging movie out in Jackson good. Hole, the Goldfinch. Yeah, it, it did yeah. did win the Pulitzer Prize. It Thank did. you. I knew it yeah. won something, and I'm like, and I think not all Pulitzer Prize winners are books we like. Well, no. I give you the Eugene. Um, what was the one about? Oh, that everyone was reading back in the like two thousand. What was it, Eugene? Eugenia. Eugenie. Eugenie. Oh, yeah. Middlesex. Yes, Middlesex. I hated yes. that book. Oh, did you like it? I liked that book. Yeah. Oh, I was so long, and I'm finally like, <laughs> I've got to stop the insanity because I did two thirds of it. I'm like, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. Middlesex. That's it. What was the name of the author, Danny? It's something Jeffrey Eugenie Eugenides or, or yeah. somewhere something like that. Something like that. Yeah, and it I was the like first time we ever read Virgin Suicides. I think that that was his book. You think so? I think so. All right. Uh, Chris Hewitt gave Once Upon a Time in Hollywood three out of four stars. So uh, you just go for the ride. Yeah, go for the ride, and he really loved the whole um, homage to that era of Hollywood mm. and blah blah blah. So. That's happening. Somebody climbed up on a billboard in on the Sunset Strip and changed Once Upon a Time in Hollywood to Once Upon a Time in Pedo Wood and superimposed Jeffrey Epstein's face over Leonardo DiCaprio oh, and put Roman Polanski's <laughs> face on Brad Pitt's face. Wow. I mean, do wow. you know how much effort that takes? A to, ton. To, to get up yeah, on Sunset and, Boulevard with the faces with the exact them. size? Yeah. yeah. And print it out and go through the production. And then it matched. It took people a while to even like catch it because it was so, it wasn't like just slapped on with paint. Right. This was an organized effort effort to scar up that Mm -hmm. particular. Anyway, that would have been hilarious to be driving down Sunset and go, what? (laughs) Welcome to Pedo Wood. What's happened here? Yeah. Anyway, okay, listen, we got to go. When we come back, uh, yesterday we talked about somebody dating uh, Puff Daddy Diddy. The story takes a plot turn and not for the better. 
life, you to rule my life, yeah. I want you to rule my nights, you to rule my nights, yeah. All of my nights, yeah. I want you to bring it all on. If you make it all wrong, let it make it all right, yeah. I want you to rule my life, you to rule my life, you to rule my Everybody, thanks for hanging out with us on this Friday. I also want to like give a big shout out again to everyone who you know came with us last night to Forty Second Street and the that won tickets and the Ordway. Yeah, and it was it was, it was so, so fun. Forty Second Street through August eleventh. I was pushing the nail files, the chip clips, and uh, the little uh, first aid kits. That would, uh, it was fun because we were with people. Twin Cities Live. Teresa Elizabeth Reese was there, and yeah. Des from KS ninety five. Yeah. It, it was a Hubbard night. It was. It was super fun. The ladies were in uh, the house. Anyway, it was fun. We met some really yep. cool people. Okay, so yesterday we just briefly touched on. Um, that Diddy was walking around uh, wherever he was, I think Miami, or no, New York City, yes. in a matching coordinated outfit with his much younger girlfriend. They both had blue and white striped bottoms on, white tops. He totally is rocking a dad bod, a dad look. She is rocking, you know, oh, yeah. she's his daughter, you know, a hip, hip, young, cool chick, you mm-hmm. know. So, Mm-hmm. The girl, okay, the young lady, Lori Harvey, yep. is 22, and she is the daughter of Marjorie Harvey, wife of Steve Harvey. So she's Steve Harvey's bonus daughter, okay. if you will. Okay. And um, and uh, Steve had an affair with Marjorie, his now wife, while he was still married to his second wife. Okay. Just so that you know. Okay. Okay. And so now Diddy is dating this Lori Harvey, who she, I will say this, she's been trying to have a romance happen. And this is almost like, you wonder if this is a textbook case uh, of, you know, the girl who's not known dating the famous guy the who's guy. got something he needs right. to promote. Right. Which he does have a TV show, right? Doesn't he have a show that he's doing? Yeah, he's bringing back Making the Band. Making the Band. And he made a big deal on oh. MTV about that. And I think it went over like with like a lead balloon. Yeah, no one paid any cares. attention. So you wonder, because this Lori Harvey's been trying to make something happen. She... She um, had a club hookup with Lewis Hamilton. She let us know about. She oh. did lots of instas with Trey songs. She had a She's failed trying engagement. to be famous through men. Yes, mm. but here's the interesting thing: if if because Diddy would have to be going along with this because you know it's it's a love contract if it's not a real relationship. She also dated his 25 year old son. So that was true. Yes. That's gross to me. Justin Combs. Okay, that's really gross so, to me. Sean so Puffy Diddy is dating his son's ex-girlfriend. <laughs> okay, now I now why I would remember. you make that why would that one make any PR sense as far as like, oh, let's have a fake dating relationship. Yeah. I think he really was attracted to her and wants to get laid. Well, 
Yeah. Or well, because or she just said, do some paparazzi strolls with me. We'll get why, this going. We won't confirm it. We won't deny it. I need I want to be known. But why would he do it? Because he likes her and it's no skin off his back. If anybody thinks he could actually date his son's uh, hot 22 year old girlfriend, it doesn't bother him in the least. So he's like, yeah, I'll do yeah, a couple paparazzi sure. strolls with you. And now we know. Would her you name. draw the line there, Lori? True, yeah. Your bonus son. All right, if you aren't married and your bonus son. No, she knows him because she's dated the son and she just says, Puffy, I've tried to have all these romances. Nobody in Hollywood knows my name. Would you do a paparazzi stroll? We can dress alike. He's like, I need need more Insta followers. I feel like that would be the reason. Does she have any talent? Well, she would like probably to be, she's probably a... Uh, you she could probably Google her, a wannabe singer, actor. She wants to be known. Yeah. And her name hasn't stuck. Lori Harvey is not a name that has stuck with all of her other is things. Is it L-O-R-I? Yes. Gosh. So I just think he might be being like, you know, like the, like, uh, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll walk around with you and we'll let the... She's made People Magazine now. This yes. just made People Magazine because an hour Because of this. She's a model. She's a model, basically. Okay, Donnie. I'm just saying that I don't really know. I don't know that I believe that he's dating her so much as he just said, sure, kiddo, I'll indulge you, you know. Get get it going. Dear. Justin doesn't care, you know, and we'll, we'll we'll never really confirm it. All we're doing is taking a couple walks and, you know, my people are calling TMZ paparazzi get a photo. You know, yeah, she was. Let the outfits speak for themselves. The spin will happen on its own. She's an equestrian, huh? She's an avid equestrian. See, look at all these things. uh, I'm telling you, they're not even dating. Player at one time. This is. He's just like helping her out. All right, you've got the inside scoop on that one. In my mind, I see this all playing out this way. Because I don't think he would date, but he no, they haven't said they're dating. It's just having all they had to do was walk, walk outside side. and call the paparazzi. She's breaking the mold because she's five foot three. Yeah. And she's a gorgeous girl, you know, but mm-hmm. no one has known her name and she's been working it. Yeah, she's she been was, working she it for a couple years. Engaged to a Dutch soccer player, Memphis yes. Dupre. Yes. And there was also a thing a few months ago where Diddy's newly single. Yeah. The uh, Jay Z, she tried to like uh, get a, there was a Jay Z story that she was. Trying to, you know, get people to think that there was something there. Wow. Okay. Well, she got us to talk about it. Yeah. So, so mission accomplished. Yeah. I wonder how many more Instagram followers. Probably a lot. Uh, probably Isn't that a lot. something? Who should we walk down the road with? Because Lori? nothing <laughs> will get attraction. Will get more eyeballs than if you do the 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 age difference too. Right. You know. I'm going to find the the old man that I can start taking pictures with that owns the world. (laughs) We'll just start taking pictures for Instagram followers. Are you surprised that Jennifer Hudson is going 50-50 with her ex on the custody? I was very surprised, but they were in a... I think he took care of the boy because he he didn't work. He was the at-home dad. Dad, all right. And, And so she... They really were... They had a vicious... uh, They did have a They never got married... mm -hmm. Um, he was a wrestler, if I remember, or what was he originally? He was on New York and that's right. The Flavor Flav spinoff with New York and David Otonga. He was a contestant. That's how she even got to know him. I 
I did not approve of her dating him because I thought it was A meets D list. My snobbery. Well, was, I'm with you 100 yeah. percent on that one, but they're they're going to work it out. All I right. think because um, the kid's like nine now. Yeah, he has to stay in schools in Illinois. All right. They had to agree, they agreed on she's going to pay, pay an unspecified amount of money for child support. And I'm telling you, if you don't, um, yeah, sometimes you're just better off with a sperm donor, aren't you? you well, know? I'm just saying, you know, they've been fighting for like they've been fighting for a long time over this, and so yeah. she finally just she just realized the the best thing for the kid is you got to get it. along. Oh, Julia. Two months, so they've worked out a progressive deal, that's new, where every two months they exchange their schedules, then propose a schedule for the next two months and try to agree on a final deal. Oh, oh that's very simple. The silly. goal is for both of them to have 50-50 custody. All right. Well, I hope they get very specific for Jennifer's sake I know, and the kid's right? sake. Be specific so we don't have to have any more lawsuits. We're not Fights. going back. We're, We're not back going back to, back to the court. Public. That's right. All right. We'll be back, everybody. Stay with us.